Welcome to episode 34 of Beyond the Desk, a podcast of West Allis Public Library. Today we're discussing Nita Prose's new book, The Mystery Guest. The Mystery Guest is a sequel to The Maid, which we discussed in episode 15. Hi, I'm Desiree. And I'm Sarah. And today we will be discussing Nita Prose's new book, The Mystery Guest, which is a maid novel. Yes, and it's a sequel to The Maid, which we discussed on the podcast and really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So we thought it would be fun to return to some of the same characters and see how the sequel goes. The mystery guest follows Molly the maid. She is now head maid in the hotel and she is getting ready for this special announcement from an author named J.D. Grimthorpe. He's going to be making an announcement in the new tea room. So she's getting ready and she has a maiden training and just before Grimthorpe makes his announcement, he falls over dead. And so the mystery is who killed him and why, but a lot of the story occurs in flashbacks which feature Gran and the flashbacks show how Molly actually knew or had met J.D. Grimthorpe in the past and what her connection to him was. So Desiree, I have to say I wasn't sure after The Maid that Nita Prose could return to Molly because I kind of felt like her story was done. Like it felt very finished to me. Mm-hmm. Even though I suppose technically there were some things like maybe some hinted things that you didn't know for sure. Like if Molly knew or she was going to find out. So I, I didn't know that we were going to get a sequel, but I really liked the parts with Gran and Molly because to me, that's what really stood out in both the first one and in this one. I really liked their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I was glad that we had more of Gran. How did you feel about the flashbacks? I enjoyed them. I also was happy to get more of Gran and more of her relationship with Molly. And I really liked how we got more insight into Molly growing up Mm -hmm. and they have this scene at her school where Gran goes in and basically in her grand way tells off the headmistress and takes Molly out of school because the headmistress says you know Molly isn't performing and isn't on the same level as her peers socially um, socially and is uh, quite rude about it. So Grant decides that Molly deserves a better environment. Unfortunately for the moment, she has to bring Molly to work with her. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we end up at the Grimthorpe Mansion. It's kind of a weird situation there because Mrs. Grimthorpe is the one who is out and about and Molly doesn't meet Mr. Grimthorpe for quite a while because he is a writer and he is busy writing and nobody's supposed to bother him because he's busy writing and particularly Molly is warned not to go and bother Mr. Grimthorpe. And Mrs. Grimthorpe is not the nicest. She is Gran's employer and she doesn't treat Gran especially nicely. She's very much like 
they have a formal <laughs> relationship. She's very stuck up, mm -hmm. arrogant, I would say. Yeah, does not treat any of her staff very nicely. It's hard for Molly to see how Gran is being treated. Mm -hmm. But also Molly is preoccupied with being on her best behavior, but also being in this, to her, very fascinating place. And she goes exploring one day. Well, not even exploring. I think as a reward, she's let into the library. Mm -hmm. And she's told not to touch a certain section of books, that they're rare, and she can read any other books, but not books on this certain shelf. And she's curious, so she goes to that shelf in particular, and there's a book that's kind of sticking out a bit, and she touches it, and it swings open to reveal Grimthorpe's secret study. Yes, I would love to have a secret passageway like that. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I know, that would be amazing. And he is in there, and he is surrounded by piles of notebooks. And his first interaction with Molly, I kind of thought it was being set up that they would have this kind of friendship, mm -hmm. because a lot of adults are put off by Molly and her like precociousness. But Grimthorpe seemed to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. She was like a breath of fresh air to him, it seemed. So I thought they were going to take it in a different direction. But Molly and Grimthorpe did not become friends. <laughs> <laughs> and to kind of go back to the present day story, there are a number of suspects, including Molly, Detective Stark, who suspected Molly in the first book is back and suspects Molly initially. There's also Molly's maiden training, Lily, who is kind of behaving suspiciously. She doesn't say very much, and she's out and about at suspicious times. Like Grimthorpe's first edition of his best-selling novel goes missing when a fire alarm is pulled, so, so you kind of wonder, well... Is somebody on staff responsible? Then there are also, I don't remember what the lambs stood for. Do you know? Uh, Ladies Auxiliary Mystery Book Society. Okay, excellent. <laughs> so the lambs are this group who are uber fans of Grimthorpe's work. And they all came together to this announcement at the hotel. And they're staying at the hotel. And there are three of them that stand out and that are mentioned several times, and they're also suspects. And it does come out that he was poisoned. He liked his tea with honey, and so there's a suspicion that there's a missing honey pot and spoon, and that that's where the poison was. And so, anyway, that's kind of what's going on with... Grimthorpe in the present day. Do you want to talk about some of the other players? I guess there's Serena, the secretary. She ends up leaving soon after Grimthorpe is dead, so that's suspicious too. Mm -hmm. Mr. Preston is back, and he turns out to pop up in the other storyline as well. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to mention that while Molly is a primary suspect, it is not because of her connection to Grimthorpe in the past, mm -hmm. because Detective Stark is unaware of that. It is because Molly was standing near the tea curtain. 
it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. And she looked over the tea cart that Lily prepared and touched things, like made things just so. And so she is somebody who had access to his tea. Right, but what's the motive? I don't think that Detective Stark was was really looking at motive. Detective Stark point. is not a good detective. <laughs> Means motive and opportunity, and she doesn't seem to have evidence of all three ever. <laughs> so I think it's fair to talk about some spoilers in this episode. That brings up Molly as, you know, there's a hint at the end of the book that she might become a detective. It's not just a hint. Detective Stark encourages Molly to Mm -hmm. become a detective or to seek out a career as a detective. So she has a a real turnaround. Mm -hmm. But what really bothered me was that, yes, Molly notices things that other people don't, but she suspected Mr. Preston, like... She saw him with this book, mm-hmm. um, this copy of his famous, uh, most famous book, and that he was taking it to a pawn shop. And so she jumps to the conclusion that he has stolen the missing book and that he's trying to pawn it off. And then she thinks that he is at least a thief, maybe worse. And I, like, I guess for the sake of the story, it makes sense that she's suspecting him, but really, she's known him for so long, and he was so good to her and her gran. I was surprised that she really seemed to think that he was a legitimate suspect. As we know from the first book, Molly is kind of a poor judge of character. I think part of that is she struggles to read people. Yes. And, you know, people's signals sometimes confuse her. So, and she takes a lot of things literally and at face value. Mm-hmm. So I could kind of see where she would see that situation and maybe jump to a conclusion, even though she does have this, like, kind of close relationship with Mr. Preston and to us should know better. But I guess I can kind of see how that would happen. But I do think it is a very good point that probably being able to read people is important when you're a detective. Yes. Um, And that is a skill set that she doesn't have. And, you know, attention to detail and a great memory, is that enough (laughs) to make a great detective? I don't know. Yeah. I do wonder, is the idea then that if the series continues, that it will show her like either in the process of becoming a detective or as a detective? Like This one was a little bit fast-forwarded a few years from the previous novel. That's how um, it felt to me, like a setup for further yeah. adventures, but with Molly perhaps in a different role. What do you think of that as a scenario? going forward I would give it a chance Mm -hmm. yeah I would give it a shot I'm not convinced it will work but I like Molly enough that I would give her a chance at being a detective I like her a lot too I just feel like her job as a maid is so much a part of like her character it's hard to imagine if she isn't a maid you know then 
is it'll just be interesting to see how that pans out well and as readers we have been led to believe that she loves being a maid Mm -hmm. and that it's like a dream job and she's very happy at the hotel so why would she change careers unless it turns out she you know realizes that she could take on a a challenge you know maybe Mm -hmm. do something a little more mentally stimulating Mm -hmm. I could see that I do really like the characters of Molly and Gran but I wonder if the series continues, will there be more of Gran? Like, would there be a prequel where Gran is around? Or will we get flashbacks again? Or will Gran not be part of the series going forward? I think it would be a little odd if, like, the series went forward and Molly was a detective and the author kind of stuck to this setup where it's, like, present day and then flashbacks to Gran, like... I think that's a device that worked nicely in this book, but I don't think it's a device that should continue. Sure. But I don't know how else, yeah, unless it were like a prequel type, but it really feels like if we're moving towards a detective scenario, then it would have to be flashbacks. Or like Juan Manuel, her boyfriend, was really missing in this book. He was visiting family. So do you think that maybe he would be in the next book for example like maybe their relationship would become more visible and important in the series and they do hint at a proposal yes i don't know i was trying to figure out why the author decided to send him away in this novel Mm -hmm. like if he had been there would things have panned out differently I mean, I guess they probably would since he also works the hotel. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why did Molly need to go through this alone? Yeah, I'm not sure. I do think that the stakes are higher for her if she's alone. Like, it's harder. Everything is harder if you don't have, like, your support system. Mm-hmm. And I think not only did she not have Juan Manuel there, but she wasn't meeting Mr. Preston for their weekly dinners. Right, she was Um, kind of isolating. mm -hmm. And yeah, getting very caught up in the... Well, that's not true. She wasn't getting caught up in the mystery, really, because she kind of didn't want any part of it. I think, like, there's a point where Angela tells the lambs that Molly's actually an undercover detective Mm -hmm. and kind of sets it up so they all have lunch together and she tells Molly that she has told the lambs this lie and that she wants Molly to pump them for information and Molly is very displeased (laughs) does not want to do it but she does I mean she does play along afterwards she goes to the police station and tells (laughs) she goes to confess (laughs) and Detective Stark being the silly person that she is, thinks Molly has come to confess to murder, Mm -hmm. but she has come to confess to impersonating a detective. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to ask, so I thought it was interesting that we see Molly's mom in this story, and I wonder, like, is she going to reappear in the series and redeem herself? Does she show up again? I don't understand what that was about in the first book it's pretty clear that molly has no memories of her mother and never had contact and i guess 
in this situation, she didn't know it was her mother, Mm -hmm. but I didn't understand, yeah, if that was trying to set up, like, a a future reunion. Or maybe a mystery involving her mother. Oh, that might be interesting, actually. Like if her mother was a suspect or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Another plot point that we haven't touched much on is the mystery of what Grimthorpe was going to announce. Ah, yes. Um, And when he is murdered, not only does the honeypot go missing, but so do his index cards that had on them his announcement. So they are searching for that as well, you know, thinking that whatever his announcement was, maybe there's a motive in there for murder. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that one of the twists, I guess you'd say, is that Grimthorpe was not actually writing all of those books. Mm -hmm. When that scene occurs where Molly sees a bunch of gibberish in the notebook, (laughs) did you pick up on the fact that he wasn't really the writer? No, I didn't really get the significance of the notebooks. I thought maybe that was just something he did when he had writer's block. Uh I thought, like... He was writing in shorthand, and she just didn't know what Or that, that. Was. yes. Same, Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, I did not think it indicated that he was not the author. Although they kind of hint at it, because they say Molly always hears typing. Yes. But never sees Grimthorpe's secretary, and there's always the typing. And it's not Grimthorpe doing the typing. No. And there's also, I think it's their initial meeting or one soon after where Molly gives him the idea for what I think turns out to be his best-selling book. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's also a hint (laughs) that he, he can't even generate his own ideas. Oh, I did like Mr. Snow's crush on Miss Serena Sharp. Yeah, there's some confusion because there's a letter that's found. Is it with the book or I don't remember, but or was it just was it found in her room after she had kind of yeah maybe that's up what and it left was. and they uh, so kind of like a love letter and they assumed it was from Grimthorpe yes uh, but it was actually just Mr. Snow <laughs> <laughs> trying to court Miss Serena Sharp. That reminds me though that Grimthorpe was. Not that we know of. I mean, he may have been interested in Serena, but he definitely, he didn't write letters to his staff, but he was really inappropriate with staff in the past. I think both Mr. Black, he was not very likable in the first one. And so Mr. Grimthorpe is another, like, you know, victim of murder who is really not very likable. Right. And there are a lot of reasons that they could be killed. Yeah. Both abusive towards women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did they have Grimthorpe basically assault Gran? I don't know. Other than it gave a motive for Molly to want Grimthorpe dead. But, but we know it. We, we wouldn't as readers suspect, wouldn't suspect her. Molly. We already know from <laughs> the first book that this is our protagonist. Yeah. And that she is not a killer. I found that quite upsetting. Yeah. And that Molly witnessed another attempt. Like, it was very upsetting. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Gran stayed there. 
in those circumstances unless she just didn't think she could find another position. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think a lot of women stay Yeah, in situations like that, unfortunately. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. And they hinted at this weird time in Grimthorpe's life where he was, I mean, he was an addict of some kind. He was an alcoholic. But was it something more? Well, I think what happened is that given that he, when he was sober, he was assaulting Gran, wanting to become involved with her. Like, I think he did that when he was an alcoholic. And I think that's what she was saying. Like, she was willing to forgive him and forget things. Right. Because I think she had attributed it to his alcoholism. Mm -hmm. But then I don't think that's all that was to it if he was doing that after he had, you know, stopped drinking and turned to tea. Yeah. I, they just made it sound like he was, like, bedridden for a while. Because weren't there scenes where Gran was, like, oh, reading to him I or think something? That, I think he was going through withdrawal. That's kind of what I got out of it. I don't know if people are bedridden when they're withdrawing from alcohol. But certainly I've seen it with drugs. Right, and, which made me think perhaps mm-hmm. it was something more than just alcohol. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, Grimthorpe's bad behavior isn't just because he was an alcoholic. Yeah. It's because he is a bad man. And he's taking credit for these books that he didn't write. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it sounds like he came up with ideas, but that's far from writing Mm -hmm. the novel. And then we know that he was even having trouble coming up with ideas because Molly gave him the idea for how somebody was killed in, you know, biggest novel that he wrote, didn't write. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned that you thought the mystery was a little bit lighter in this one, like there wasn't as much mystery as in the first one, and I would have to agree. I would say, like, as I was reading the book, I just really liked the parts with Molly and Gran, so it didn't bother me as much, but I don't know that I thought the ending was, I feel like a stretched believability of it. Yeah, I would agree. I would have been happy for Molly to just continue being a maid in the hotel solving the mystery of murdered guests, but you made the point that they probably wouldn't continue to stay at a hotel where people were being constantly murdered. Um, So I guess that's not something that would work. Yeah, I suppose if we're going to continue with Molly, she has to have a different situation, but I don't know. I almost think the author could have, I don't know if she would have another character like Molly, but I mean, she could have come up with another series, you know what I mean? Like a detective. Oh, yeah. We'll see. I would give a next book a shot with Molly to see what it's like. Mm -hmm. I did really like the first one a lot. Yeah. The first book was excellent. The mystery guest doesn't quite live up to its predecessor but still an enjoyable read. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if, like us, you love Molly, I do have a read-alike with another neurodivergent character. It's a new book. It's called Cassandra in Reverse by Holly Smale. I'm actually not sure how to pronounce this last name. It's spelled S-M-A-L-E. 
Cassandra is having a very bad Wednesday. The book starts with her getting fired from her PR job. She is told that uh, the clients find her unlikable and grating, and she has had issues in the past with things like tone and basically her responses to social situations. So she is being let go and on top of that, earlier that morning she had been dumped by her boyfriend Will. So she's having a very bad day and she is leaving the building feeling very overwhelmed and decides that what she needs is a banana muffin. (laughs) Um, That is the only thing that will get her feeling all right and so she goes to the cafe she always goes to they are out of banana muffins at this point cassandra is at a complete loss and she basically goes out into the street and is accosted by a group of people who are doing a protest for animal rights and they are screaming in her face and she gets swept up in this crowd um, down the streets of london and Cassandra has a lot of uh, sensory issues, and so being in this crowd, getting basically spit on, sweated on, is very overwhelming, very triggering. It's actually physically painful when other people touch her. And so she gets out of the crowd, curls up in a ball in a little doorway, and basically has a meltdown. Mm And then she comes to, uh, she goes home to the apartment, she shares with a couple, Selena and Derek, she goes to bed to take a nap because she has had one heck of a day. And then Will shows up to take her out to dinner. And Cassandra is confused because just that morning he had ended their relationship. But then she thinks, she often misreads things. And maybe what she was taking as a breakup was actually just some constructive criticism. And he was now here to restart the relationship. So she goes with him out to dinner. And they go to the same restaurant that they had gone to the night before. And they have the same conversation. (laughs) So Cassandra is very confused. Will has been her longest relationship to date, four months. And she loves him. And so she's willing to see where this weird night goes but then the next morning will breaks up with her again oh no and cassandra is horrified and very confused and then she realizes kind of suddenly that she's relived the day yeah Mm -hmm. and she thinks you know maybe i've been given this gift so that i can fix my life and so she starts to try to control it She finds she can close her eyes and go back in time, but she can only go back four months. So the book kind of takes off from there with Cassandra trying to figure out where things went wrong with Will, where things went wrong with her job, and trying to set things right. Okay, that sounds interesting. uh, I read it last night, all in one sitting. I adored Cassandra. She has some characteristics similar to Molly with her kind of struggle to read people, you know, social cues are very confusing, but it goes into more depth, kind of her experience of the world. There's this quirky thing where she reads people's emotions as colors. I think it's a way for her to make sense of them. Um, so you get this, this insight into how she sees the world 
and it was really fascinating and really funny and the author actually was diagnosed autistic later in life Mm -hmm. and said that things started to make a whole lot more sense when she got that diagnosis so I think maybe a lot of the author's personal experiences have been put into this book just to guess but I could see that because Cassandra's experience of the world is just so well done and nuanced Mm -hmm. and interesting so I would highly recommend it. Well that's a good recommendation. I had heard of that book and I actually have the audio book. Oh I wonder if it's good. I would like to um, listen to it now because I heard good things about it but I guess I don't think I heard that the character was neurodivergent. I Mm -hmm. just heard the whole thing about her having a bad day but it sounds interesting because I also like time travel. That's funny because I don't. Mm -hmm. I used to when I was younger and now it's like something that I'm not usually interested in for some reason Mm -hmm. but yeah this I did like. That's great. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Desk. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of the mystery guest. You can find our book recommendations in the show notes. Head to westellislibrary.org for more information. That's all for this episode. See you next time.